This is the Thrive Podcast with Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. And now, Pastor Fred Jeff Smith. Hello, welcome to the Thrive Podcast with the Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. I'm Fred Jeff Smith, pastor of Shiloh, and I'm very happy that you chose to either view this on YouTube or listen to it on iTunes or Spotify. As always, we invite you to let us know how we're doing. You can write me at fredjeffsmith at cox.net, fredjeffsmith at cox.net. Tell us how you feel about the podcast, what we're talking talking about the people that we're bringing on, how we can make it better, and we thank you for your input. I'm very happy today to welcome Mr. Jeremy Smith here. Mr. Smith is an entrepreneur. He's a barber. He has his own ATV club, and he does wonderful, uh, benevolent work in our community, and I wanted to have the opportunity to talk to him today. Mr. Smith, thank you so much for coming to share with us. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us about Jeremy Smith. Well, Jeremy Smith, Baton Rouge, Louisiana native, um, grew up in Dallas, came back to Baton Rouge, love us, love our state, love everything about it. Um, we have some of the most beautiful, loving, homegrown people here. Um, <laughs> just here today to talk to you, bro. You're a barber. Yes, sir. Which means that you are an entrepreneur. You 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 set your own hours. You run your own business. You you have to have a specific kind of discipline in order to do the work that you do successfully. As a parent, as a member of this community, do you find the discipline that you have to use on an everyday basis lacking? in younger people in our community? Why, yes, I think it is because of the fact, number one, you have to separate your home life from your work life. You can't intertwine the two because you're going to have a problem. Mm -hmm. Whether you bring an attitude to the house from work or you bring your attitude to work from the house, you have to separate the two. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to your children, you have to pay special attention to them because they watch you more than you watch them, believe mm -hmm. it. I can't see what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I'm wrong or right. You know, so it takes a good person around you to tell you, look, don't do this because such and such is watching you, man. You know, and you have to accept that. You know, you can't get mad with your your friends or your peers or if they're telling you doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Everyone likes to be praised. Mm -hmm. Everyone does. But when you're doing wrong, who like to be known to do wrong? Right. You know, so with my family life, like we was discussing earlier, I have to get out of always thinking I'm right about everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, even though me and my girl and my family have discussions, I still be feeling like to some point, since I'm kind of older you and I've been through certain things, I'm right. But all the time, I don't be right. Yeah. You know, I don't, you know. So in your barbershop, uh, how, how many chairs do you have? Well, actually, now I have six chairs, but I'm only having I only have four people. Okay. Other than myself, because of the fact I have to limit the attitudes. Okay. You know, I have to limit. Talk the, about attitudes. <laughs> <laughs> Each one of my barbers have different attitudes. Okay. If well, I thought you meant the customers. No, I'm talking about You're the talking barbers. about the barbers. I'm talking about my coworkers. Okay. All right. I normally set the tone through music. Okay. When I feel that spirit in there, I, I, I play gospel. Okay. You can ask any of them. I, I started off with gospel, and then we'll venture off into other things. But I try not to 
step on them as saying, well, I'm the boss and this is no, no, no. That don't work like that because we all work together. Okay. We all make money together. A boss sign checks. I don't sign nobody check. Okay. If you don't work, you don't eat. I got you. You know, you rent a space from me and mm -hmm. I expect you to respect that space and the people around your space. Right. But like I say, sometimes everybody don't have a good day. Mm -hmm. You human. You don't have a good day all the time. Mm -hmm. Reb, you probably come here on a Sunday morning and don't really have a good day. But due to the fact you know what's going on, I'm going to straighten myself up. Let me let me straighten my tie before I go. Let me put a smile on, even though I don't feel like smiling. That is correct. Let me, let me you know, because somebody watching me. That is correct. You know, yes. and um, that's just how I feel in the barbershop. If I, if I may walk in later than them every now and then, but normally I beat everybody there, but if I walk in and I just just feel that that cutness in the air, mm -hmm. and I just start playing with people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know I'm 42 and I'm supposed to, but I I'd be like, "Slab, you hungry? You look like you hungry." You know, yeah. I just you know messing with Pat. Pat, your cowboy's not doing too good. Speaking of, his cowboys wasn't good, doing Man. good in three weeks, and he was he wasn't. We've been in this five minutes and you've already slammed my cowboy. <laughs> wow, <laughs> his attitude was right for three weeks. I'm so happy they won. He back to himself, but um, <laughs> just I mean, you know, just something. Time is not everybody day, so you have to be the tone setter. Okay. You know, even with gossip, you have to be the one to eliminate gossip mm -hmm. because it's never gonna come back how it was said. Mm -hmm. I don't care who said it and how it was. It's never gonna come back exactly how it was said. So right. you have to limit those things in the barbershop. I don't want to know about nobody's business. Mm -hmm. The less I know, the better I am in life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so. Um, if it don't apply to our barbershop or if it don't apply to us making money, we don't want to discuss it. Okay. You know, you don't okay. want to talk about it. So the, the atmosphere is set by you uh, as to what goes on. It's at least two of in, us. In the shop. Yeah, okay. it's at least two of us. Me and the Cowboys fan. <laughs> That's twice he's okay, brought up I'm my cowboy. I'm, 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 I'm just okay, saying. Okay, that's man. twice. But, but, but that's okay. We, we won last week. So I'm, yeah, I'm, did. I, I'm did a happy real man. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Help, help me First a whole lot in my house because my son is an Eagles fan. So that that's Ooh, a real problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, with moving away from, from, from your coworkers, talking about the customers, uh, uh, you 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 were probably brought up the way I was in in a in a barbershop, and and you knew what the barbershop was like when you were a kid, uh, and you knew what, what was expected of you as a child in the barbershop. What's it like these days? Totally different. Um, there are no more Mr. Sams. There are no more Mr. Cooks. You know, there is still a J. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand who I am before you drop your kid off to me. Right. Because when you drop your kid off to me, that leaves me responsible for your child. I don't care how you look at it. Right. I am responsible for your child's well-being while they're at that shop. That is if correct. something happens to your child, like Kevin Hart say, let me talk to you before you pick your child up. <laughs> you show you had two eyes before you drop the, you know, I'm, I'm responsible for your child. Yeah. So there are no more old school shops. Where when you come in, you sit down, you don't ask for nothing, you don't touch. If the TV on that channel, you don't ask for the remote. You know, you don't. It's just none of that. Right. When a child comes to the shop, now nah, it's just total chaos. Right. Like they they want to run in this shop. They want to play. They keep opening up the door, going in and out. See, it's no, it wasn't no more of that. Even when we used to go to the barbershop when we was a child, we used to ask them, 
You want me to sweep your hair for you? We right. weren't looking for nothing in return. Right. You know, it was just what you want me to do. Right. Mr. Cook, if you don't mind, can I clean your barber station off? He'd be like, here, boy, take a quarter and go to Miss Kelly and get you some nine ladies. You know, just it's no more of that. Yeah. You know, it's no more of respect like you can't tell my child what to do. Yes. You kind of understand where I'm coming from? Yeah. It's, 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 it's like a, a fine line on what I can actually say. Even with speaking to people now, it's a fine line of what you have to say. You can't say, hey, Keisha, you sure look good today, man. I no, that's sexual harassment. Yes, it is. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. You have to say, hey, Keisha. <laughs> yes, that is correct. You know, you can't say, and I like that color polish on your toes. That's sexual harassment. Yeah. If you if you really don't know, yeah. that's what it is. So even with talking to a guy, you can't speak to him like, what up? I remember back in the 90s, we could be like, what up? What up? Now you say, what up? What you mean, what up? Yeah. What, 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 what you Man, I was speaking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even look at you no more. Like, yeah. Why you eyeball? Yeah, it's too defensive. Yeah, like, why are you thing. getting so defensive? I'm, I'm sharing love because I'm speaking. Yeah. But now I have to speak to you like, hey, <laughs> yeah. and I'm gone. I'm I not going to waste too much time with it. So build on that. That's what you find in your shop with, 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 with the clientele that comes in. It's a reflection of what's going on in our larger society. How do you think that plays a role in in where we are as a people in this community? Well, when you come to my shop, you already know me. Mm -hmm. And everybody that know me know I love a family environment. So when you come to my shop, you're going to enjoy yourself. You're going to laugh. You're going to have fun. There's not going to be no mess. No. But in this world, once you walk out that door, we're going we go to call it the world. Mm -hmm. The world is not like that anymore. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say it because they hate to hear me say this in the barbershop because of our people. We destroy each other. Mm -hmm. It started through music and it was accepted. It started in movies and it was accepted. But when you start bringing it to your real life, you bringing a fake movie to your real life, you are hurting everybody around you mm -hmm. with your attitude, with the way you move, the way you function. Mm -hmm. If I had an attitude, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. Mm -hmm. T wouldn't have never picked me. Mm -hmm. I don't, J5 just going to throw real off. <laughs> I know T. I know him like a book. Yeah. T got a partner that I used to watch all the time. We call him, I call him serial killer. I used to want to be around him. Until I found out how nice he was. Like, oh, we're going to have to find out who the serial killer is. But he's nothing like that. Okay. You know, and until you meet people and you have a good discussion with them, like, like they say, you don't know people till you live with them. Right. You don't know people till you start actually talking to them, man. And you have to break that. Look, man, you, you got to be mean when you're with me. I agree with I'm, that. I'm good time. I'm fun. I find it interesting that you said... Uh, it started with music, and it was accepted, and and then it moved to movies. Do you find that our children read anymore? We is, don't. Is, is everything on a screen, or yeah, yeah? Our kids don't read anymore, and and there's a whole world that is being missed because we don't take the opportunity to read. Uh, 
I imagine that, that that it's very rare when somebody comes into your your shop with a book and and sits and waits their turn with a book. Maybe and, and, once a and, week. And I don't mean to be too stereotypical, uh, but I just know that children these days would prefer to see it and to hear it than to sit down and read it. No more research. Yeah. I can tell you anything and you're going to believe it. Yeah. You want research it. I remember Miss Thomas, my fifth grade teacher. I didn't know nothing about research because I never had to pick up an encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what an encyclopedia was. We had a, a stack of them in my house because my mama worked in the school system. They was white and green, mm -hmm. world book encyclopedias. And then they came out with the blue set. Right. It was just books in my house. Like right now, if somebody not into a reading, they would never understand all this information right in front of their face. Yeah. I had to look up information in an encyclopedia and it changed my world because I found I got more out of reading and I got more out of understanding than you just telling it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Not only do we not read books, I find, and, and I have two, two sons, 24, 22, they don't want to read the newspaper. You know, uh, I, I get, I still get the daily paper. The paper comes to my house every day. I go outside, pick up the paper, bring it inside, read the paper. Uh, I can't get my kids, Too my, my young men, can't call them kids anymore, can't get my young men to read the newspaper. And it's a generational thing. They get all of their news off of the internet, off of their phones. And I can't convince them that not everything that they get off of their phone is accurate or complete. And and, and so I think that, that there is a, a, a widening gap of, of an information deficit that exists within a generation of our children, and it plays into other things. It plays into attention deficit disorder. It plays into uh, obsessive compulsive behavior. It plays into uh, attitudes of uh, defiance uh, with regard to you know oppositional defiance. I, I want to do it my way, and, and, and who are you to tell me that I can't do it my way? I think all of this plays a role in where we are with this generation of young people. What do you think about that? It goes back to what because, we're saying. Because you see it in the shop. <laughs> it goes back to what we're saying. If you are the head of your life, your household, your business, most of the time you think you're right. Mm -hmm. It takes someone who's actually watching you to say, man, come on, let me hop let you pull you to the side. Man, you know you're wrong. You made the wrong decision. You know, you do. Who are you to tell me? Man, listen, sometimes it's cool to listen. Yeah. We got this rule in our barbershop called shut up. <laughs> That's the rule. How does the rule work? It's so easy. Start telling me something. Jay, you know that the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, now, this is Jay. The fact this is Jay talking to his three game skit. You know, this is what I'm finna say to myself. We, 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 we've gotten over our, our issues uh, with uh, specialty players. We, we, we've gotten our hurt players back on the field. Man, we're gonna, we, we gonna make a run through the rest of the season, and come February, we're gonna be the ones holding up the trophy. Man, you know McDonald's got McRibs back, and you know, we can go get us. <laughs> <laughs> go get us some McRibs, man. That's it, it's so easy, ain't it? Just shut up. 
<laughs> Don't do nothing to agitate nobody. It, that's just our rule. Okay. You know, that's just our it's so easy. Man, I'm, I'm not gonna touch on that. Jay, shut up, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> just shut up. So, so so the rule of shut up is not you telling me to shut up. The no, rule is to yourself. I'm gonna mute myself. I, I'm just not gonna bother with this until you run out of breath. And, and we move on to another subject. So easy. I got you. I it's so easy. High neighbor got prime ribs five down in the It's so easy. And you can avoid all the rest. Yeah. You know, you can avoid it. You know, I do it at home sometimes. Me and my girl, I, our biggest discussions be in the house is what we going to eat. Yeah. Because we be so a repetition of eating the same thing every week. Mm -hmm. So we'll get into it about, man, I'm not eating that. Oh, no, I'm not I'm not spending no more money on fast food. We done spent $100 all week on fast food. Mm -hmm. huh? Well, I want this and I don't want that. You know what, Jay? Shut up. Because we're going to eventually get what she won't anyway. Yes. We are. And I'm going to be happy. Yeah. If I ain't happy, I'm going to act like I'm happy. <laughs> you know, because I don't want no confusion. In addition to your work as, as a barber and an entrepreneur, and we're going to get back to the entrepreneurship part about it in a minute, uh, you also have started an, an ATV club. And for those who don't know, ATV stands for All-Terrain Vehicles. Uh, and uh, it's not just a club for recreation. You do a lot of uh, good, benevolent work in the community through that club. Talk to us about that. Well, first of all, what, what's the name of the club besides uh, just the club? The club is called club? Mud, Down South Mud Mafia ATV Club. Okay. Uh, Dirty South Mafia, whatever you want to call it. Um, we just enjoy being around each other first. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's like brothers and sisters. We talk on a daily basis. Woo, Lord, we do we talk. Sometimes we talk and I don't want to talk. But um, <laughs> we got group texts. We, we stay communicating. If we see something with somebody that we want to help them with, we come together, we talk about it, we help them. Even though I'm the president of the club, I'm not the president. If you kind of understand what I'm saying, mm -hmm. um, everything just don't go to my way. You know, we, we, we talk about everything, you know. Um, we come to a group discussion or decision on things. Right. You know, it just don't be like, man, with Jay the president, whatever he say, go, no, I don't I don't like it like that. Okay. You know, um, we throw parties. You know, we throw block parties. Like, we're going to have another block party December 8th. It's free for anybody who want to come, live band, DJ, food. We just give. Whoever want to come, we don't. It mm -hmm. could be an 18-wheeler driver driving by, see some fun out. Man, come on. You know, we that's just how we do. Um, we got another party coming up. November the 2nd, it's a blackout party, you know, it's just pure fun, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I understand that you also do a lot of uh, community work. We do. You, and, you and provide I do that groceries of, for people and things of that sort. We do. We'll, we'll pick somebody, whoever we feel like needs something. Or my, my, um, my vice president owns a car wash, and he do have a construction company. Mm -hmm. It's like one of my four um you know, people come by his car wash all the time. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? He sees and he and he'll come to me like Jay. Look, I want to do this. Come on, let's do it. Right. You know, I, it's never a, a no. Can I say that? Because of the fact I know my community. Mm -hmm. You know, even with my barber shop, man. If you saw how many haircuts I give away sure. a week, sure. Just I just I see. What does a typical haircut cost these days? Now I'm, I'm I'm just curious. I'm about thirty thirty five. As you can tell, looking in my head, I don't I don't have to worry about that too often. Yeah, look so. at mine. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and all the good haircuts come out that barbershop. I be wanting me one so bad. <laughs> but um, I took a haircut about thirty thirty five dollars. Okay. You know, um, but 
See, and not, not every parent who walks in there with their child has $35 no. for a haircut. No, no, no. And so then, so, so then it becomes a question of whether or not you're going to let them leave without the haircut or whether or not you're willing I'm not to extend your services. I'm not going to let them leave because you took the time to come to my barbershop. Right. You know how many barbershops in Baton Rouge? Yeah. You know, it's over 100. Yeah. You know, and you took the time to come to my barbershop? I'm gonna make sure you leave, and you're gonna leave satisfied, yes, happy, no matter who cuts your hair. Yes, sir. You know, and if I see I need to go extend my hand a little farther with something, I do that too. Yeah. You know, how y'all living? How y'all? You know, and I'm I don't mean to be in your business, but I feel like God got me on this earth for more than just being me and caring about my family. Right. You know, I care about everybody's family because I remember going back to Mississippi in the summertime. Everybody had gardens, and we swapped out. You know, Mama Lena gave us eggs. We mm-hmm. gave us cu- we gave her cucumbers, okras, and tomatoes. Yeah. You know, we'll get lettuce from somewhere else. We'll get cap. You know, it was it was it was love. And then it on Sunday, the everybody got together and cooked, and they came to one house. Right. Now I don't want to go to your house because I feel like you ain't clean enough. Or right. I don't I don't like the way she acted. Why? Yeah. You might not. That might end up being your best friend. Yeah. You know. So if we cut out the selfishness, we can give more. And it don't have to be material. It could be my time. Yeah. You know, you might need your grass cut, Rip. You can't get out there and cut it. Man, Jay, stop by the house and cut my grass. Man, I got you. Because I got full lawn equipment. And guess who I'm going to call? My son. Boy, get out here. <laughs> Let me supervise this job here. Boy, <laughs> you, know, you know, but that's just, you know, my time. You yeah. Know? I love giving people my time. Yeah. It costs nothing. And I gained a friend. You chose to establish your shop in the 70805 zip code. 70805 zip code uh, is considered mm. to be one of the most dangerous, mm. certainly one of the most impoverished mm. zip codes within the Baton Rouge area. Uh, tell us about that decision. First of all, I never wanted to be a barber at all. Okay. Um, I just had so much corruptness in my life and doing so much. And I always give Brad Hitchens praise on on this because when I got out of prison in 05, he was like, Jay, we can't keep going like this, bro. Say, bro, man, won't you just come down here, cut hair in my barbershop, and and just try something different. I was like, man, I ain't cutting no hair. You know, but it's slow money, but it's it's for show, Mm -hmm. and I sleep peacefully. Mm -hmm. So I worked in the barbershop with Brad for two years, and I enjoyed it. He sold me the barbershop, and he went and moved on to him another barbershop. Mm-hmm. So in two years, I stacked up my money. I didn't party. I didn't go out. I didn't buy no Jordans. I didn't, none of that. Say that again. For two years, you saved. I didn't party. In order to have your own in business. Order to have my own. I, every time they was going out of town to have shows, I let them know I couldn't go, and they knew I could go. Mm-hmm. Cause they standing outside me watching me cut hair. They know I got money, but my money was for a different purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, because if I don't own nothing, what can I give my children? I'm not letting my children. I'm not leaving them no insurance policy. That's the typical black man, just leaving them insurance money. No, I'm leaving y'all land. I'm leaving y'all property. I'm leaving you something that you can build on for yourself. Yeah. And even if you don't want it, what's well, selling? Yeah, you know, because barbering probably not gonna be for you, but I'm leaving you something instead of insurance policy. Right. You know, when 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 most 
I'm not going to say most because I don't know what half of the people have, but most black people that I have talked to in my barbershop, mm-hmm. their insurance policy go up to $25,000. Yeah. After your funeral, say you have two kids, that's nothing. Yes. You know, I don't want to just leave my kids no $100,000 insurance policy. That's nothing for three children. Right. You know, that's not even nothing where you can you can start off buying a house, but you can't buy a house. I have bought my house that is for my children. Mm-hmm. You will always need a place to lay your head. You can't sell it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's, it's just so much that, you know, now that I'm older, I think about compared to when I was younger. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I always wanted to have the latest of everything. Mm-hmm. That stuff get old mm-hmm. and it, it depreciates. Property don't appreciate, you know. Owning stuff, it means a lot, but if you don't have your name on it, it means nothing. Yeah. You know. And you didn't learn that in college. No. You learned that through life experience. Life. Life. From winning and losing. Mm-hmm. You know. But I always felt I was a winner because I wake up every morning. I will lose investments, but I will wake up another morning to make. Kind of understand. <laughs> yes, sir. You said that, that, that a typical haircut costs between 30 and $35. How many haircuts can you do in an hour? I'm just trying to do some math in It my depends head. on how fast I want to work. I can right. do at least three to five. Okay. Let, let, let's if my take... shop is busy and I have the heads in there to cut because Tuesdays and Wednesdays is my slow days. You know, so I'm not going to make that. Right. You know. But but I, I'm just trying to, to, to make a point for those who might be listening or viewing. $35 a head Let's take the middle number. You said between three and five. Let's take four. That's $140 an hour. $140 an hour. If the heads are in there for you. Cutting hair. Yes, sir. And you cut for eight hours a day? So we're talking. Sometimes 12, sometimes eight to eight. It depends. (laughs) See, like a Friday and Saturday night, you're not going to get off at eight o'clock. You're going to be in that to about 10. Okay. Well, let, so. once again, I said 8. You said 12. Let's take the middle number. Let, let, let's say 10. That means that you have made $1,400 in a day. One day. $1,400 cutting hair because you have a skill and because you have the discipline to employ the skill. That's a life lesson. Yes, sir. For young people who are out there doing nothing and, and complaining, I ain't got nothing to do. Won't nobody hire me. Won't nobody give me a job. I believe that part of the the the, the weakness of of our generation of of this generation of African American people is that nobody is pointing them in the direction of entrepreneurship. Uh, when I was a kid, go to high school, go to college, get a good job. Stay in that job for 30 years, get a pension, (laughs) retire, and that's the way you're going to live your life. This generation of black people, number one, they don't want to stay in the same job for 30 years. They don't want to stay in the same place for 30 years. But we we are satisfied with a middle management job working for somebody else rather than working for ourselves. Now, working for yourself takes what you have described. It takes discipline. And it takes having a skill and being tenacious enough to make that skill work for you. But you can make it 
if you have that kind of discipline. And that's why I go back to the fact that that kind of discipline is missing in so many of our young people today. It's, it's all about quick money today. It's, it's not about the long term. You're much happier with the long term than that quick money. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't eat. You can't sleep. You're constantly on the go. You know, it's a hustle. And you think you're winning because you haven't got caught yet. See, getting caught is the real, this one, the real finna begin. Yeah. That little hustle money, you got to pay a lawyer. Yeah. Once you pay the lawyer your court fees, you back broke again. Yeah. So what you going to do? It's so easy to go to work every day. I be happy going to work. Yeah. I don't have to worry about nothing. I don't have to worry about watching my back. Like like they say in the day, I don't watch my back. I don't have to watch my back. God got my back. I need to see where I'm going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, you always have to save. I, I tell my son all the time, if you make 100 put 95 up and live off $5. Dad, I got to put on. Well, stop limiting yourself where you go in your car. If you burn that much gas, mm-hmm. limit yourself. Do you mm-hmm. have to go here? I'm going by my partner houses. Your partner ain't trying to come see you. I have a different way of thinking. If no. my friends ain't trying to come see me, what I won't go see them for? I agree. You know, family members too. I agree. He ain't making your way to my house. Well, I got to keep making my way to you for? Yeah. I'm going to save my little coins. Yeah. I'm going to sit right here on this couch. And I'm eating food out the refrigerator. How to go about spending money, you know? No. Way of life, you know. I I I find that way of thinking to be so rare uh, these days. Um, uh, young people, as you say, are into quick money, which generally means into doing questionable things in order to achieve the quick money. But but I, I do think that part of what our parents taught us, I know what my parents taught me, uh, go to school, go to college, get a degree, that's your pathway to success. That's true for some people, but it's not true for everybody. And it does not mean that because someone doesn't go to college that he can't be successful. A lot of people out here who who have skills but not a college degree are making a whole lot more money than people who have college degrees. If you're a plumber, you're making some money. If if if, if you can fix air conditioners, air conditioner. you're making some money. If you can cut hair, you're making money. And you're making good money. You're making honest money. And, and as you say, through your entrepreneurship, you are building a legacy to leave to your children. And in many cases, those people who went the college route, and God knows I'm not putting down college, I'm not putting down no. education, but but many in many of those cases, all they have made is debt. And they're not going to be able to climb out of it for a long, long time. I think that one of the great lessons that you can teach young people is that you can make it uh, if you if you have a skill and you're willing to work hard. Right. Um, I tell a lot of the younger guys, learn how to use a tape measure. And they be asking me, why? Why? Man, buildings are coming up everywhere. Yeah. You think all those cats out there have a degree? No. Yeah. Start off as a labor helper. Work your way up to a foreman. Yeah. It can be done. Yes, it can. My teacher, Mr. Green, in high school, taught me how to use a tape measure. 
when the flood happened, I almost built my old house by myself. You know, I got a, a lot of things that's missing, but I done it myself. Yes, sir. And I love walking into my house knowing I done it myself because <laughs> I learned this from someone who was willing to give me his knowledge. Yeah. The worst thing you could do is give a kid the information and they don't use it. Yeah. That's hurtful. That's like having seven degrees and don't even have a job in your field. You know, that's hurtful. Like, man, I gave you the information. Why right. you didn't use it? Right. I know how to do this. And yeah, that's why seven screws missing. Yeah. Them screws supposed to be in that car, that, but you know everything. Yeah. Go back and read the instructions. Yeah. You scared? You just like to look at pictures? Once again, <laughs> we don't want to read. Don't want to read. Takes too long. Yeah. You know. The newspaper going to give you way more than Channel 9 News going to give you in that morning. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're going to give you way more. You just got to dig in there and find it. Yeah. Scared of research. I told you I was scared at one time. Miss Thomas showed me a big old encyclopedia. I was like, what's that? <laughs> she showed me how to work it. Yes, sir. I don't mind digging up my information, especially if I want to know. Church life. Uh-oh. You, you, you told us before we started recording that... Uh, while you attend several churches, your membership is with Beacon Light Baptist it's Church. It's not my membership. I just go there. You just go there. Yeah, just, okay. Yeah. What do you think about the relationship that younger people have with the church today, as opposed to when you were coming up? See, when I was coming up, you had to go to church. Mm -hmm. It wasn't no, my stomach hurt. Your stomach going to hurt laying on that back pew. <laughs> oh, you know, you're you going to go upstairs. You're going to do something. It wasn't no, my mom feel like going to church today. All right, baby, I see you when I come home from church. Most younger people read the Bible or study the Bible when they get locked up. I'm sorry to say that. When you get in trouble, that's when you grab it. Mm -hmm. You're looking for help. But how you going to look for help and believe if you don't do this on a regular. So you believe in your homeboy next door. Mm -hmm. But how you going to believe in God helping you if you don't trust in him and you don't study him? A lot of people don't know what you know until they ask you a question or they talk to you. Right. You could look at a homeless man and be like, he don't, but you don't know what that man been through. That man probably a whole astronaut. He just got tired of life. He might know the Bible backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm but he just might be tired right now. Mm -hmm. You don't know what people know. So it's hard to question people on their faith or what's going on in their life and how they apply it with God because they don't know. A lot of parents not teaching them that. Mm -hmm. It's not It's not a, 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 It's not like going to school every day. You know how you wake up, you have to go to school. That's like your job, you have to go. See, you ain't no have to go to church no more. Mm -hmm. You can go if you want to. If you don't, I'm leaving you. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I really don't see a lot of younger generations in church. It'll be like a female and their children, their child. But you, you're not finna go to church to see no 15, 16 year old dude and you know, young man. You just, it's just, it's rare. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because one of the things that uh, I have noticed is that men are teaching their sons that church is for women by virtue of the fact that they don't go. As you said earlier, they're watching what you're doing more than you realize. And if they see that daddy doesn't go to church or the granddaddy doesn't go to church 
then they are formulating the idea in their mind, church must be for women. Church must be for women and children. There's nothing there for me. Now, as someone who attends church, as a young man who attends church, who brings his family to church, let me ask you, what do you think the church can do to help dispel that myth? I'm not I, I'm not here browbeating you, asking you yeah. about other. I'm asking you, what is it that we can do on our end? Reach out more. To reach out more. Reach that, out that, more. That, you know, a lot of, I got a homeboy that's a preacher. He attend a lot of the little AA football games because he, he was a coach at one time with it. But his belief and his, the way he feel about some things, he can't let you talk to him any kind of way. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let these sports fool you and talk to me any kind of way. So he kind of like shy away from it a lot. But he don't mind reaching out. And that's how he get them. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he'll, he'll find something that you like. My pastor, when I was younger, named Pastor Eddie Salsa at Ebenezer Baptist Church. In I know Reverend Salsa very well. Boy. Yeah. He done whooped me a few times, too. <laughs> you, he don't play that red man on He's play. a fine man. Yeah. Um, he knew how to get us. And let me tell you how he got us. Y'all want to play basketball? I'm going to buy two goals and set it up in the church parking lot. And before you knew it, we was inside the church instead of outside. And I was like, man, how we started off playing basketball? <laughs> we in here now. Yeah. Genius. I'm going to get what you like. And I'm going to let you play a few games, but I'm going to come in and show you this first. Let me show you this right here. Give us a couple of verses. Tell us, study them. Now, y'all go back outside and play basketball. Genius. Pure genius. Yeah. Y'all like hot dogs and hamburgers? Man, y'all come by the church right quick. Before you know, we got a weed eater in our hand. <laughs> Arm up. He was a genius. Yeah. You know, he knew how to get us, and we 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 wanted to be around him. Man, yeah. we used to go spend a night at Pastor House. His his son Heyman played drums. Heyman didn't mind us playing on his drums, but just not too much. <laughs> but he was winging us for somebody else to learn to play the drums. Yeah, genius. So we need to do more in the way of outreach, in order to find out what they like. Yeah, no video games though. It's, it's fake. You know, you don't want to put that fake part into it. If y'all want to play something, we're going to play outside. We're going to play some. Now, you know you're talking to a guy who loves video games. Right? Well, well, maybe you didn't know. I, I, I'm a guy who loves video games. But I'm listening to what you're saying. Cut it short. It's just like a video game, too. Mm-hmm. Put y'all cell phone up. Put it over there. Come over here and let me talk to y'all. See, that's a distraction. Mm-hmm. I want no distractions. If I was a preacher, I wouldn't even allow cell phones in my church. I see too many people showing live videos of church now. That bothers me. So what you concentrating on, likes instead of my sermon? Are you concentrating on my sermon to get likes? What it is. Mm -hmm. But that would be me. That's interesting. Because we do live streaming here, and, and we we have screens all in the church. Uh, uh, but that that's an interesting point. And there was a time when, 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 when you had the, the thing, please silence your cell phones when you come to church. These days, everybody has, has their phone out. They they don't bring a physical Bible with them. They they read the Bible on their phone, uh, things things of that sort. But you're saying that, that from your point of view, it might be a good thing to limit. It's a distraction. Interesting. Interesting. What else? Hmm. <laughs> um, 
I can I can talk all day or whatever you want me to. Well, just ju just give me an, a a third idea. Cause cause I've got one other question that I want to ask you. What do y'all do for the sick and shut in? A lot. We have a comfort and care ministry uh, that deals with uh, the sick and shut in in our congregation. We go to nursing homes uh, twice a month. Uh, we feed the homeless. That's not sick and shut in, but we do feed the homeless uh, once a month. And we have a prison ministry. Uh, so, so, so we have a number of ministries in place to deal with elder care and senior care in the church. In fact, we have on staff a paid minister of comfort and care. Her assignment is to deal with seniors within our congregation. That's what I focus on because of the fact you was here before me. Mm -hmm. In some way in life, we learned something from our elders. Mm -hmm. Whether it was down the street, around the corner, the corner store lady, whatever, you learned something. So that's what I mainly like to focus on. Kids, it will get out of touch with you before the blinking of an eye because of their parents. You can only do so much for a child. You know, even with them coming to my barbershop, it's a limit to what I could do to help you. But see, with elders, it's more love. Mm -hmm. You know, you've been here before me. I got to pay homage to that. I got to. I got to. That's how I feel about all my elders that I deal with. I got to pay homage to you. You know, you made this way for us. Yeah. You know, I don't know what was your struggle, but you made this way for us. You know, and even with the church, why I brought up the sick and shut in was because once they're sick and shut in, they're shut in. Yeah. You shut them out. Yeah. You know. And it's a true saying, if you're out of my sight, you're out of my mind. Yes. You know, we was thinking about, they have this nursing home up off Thomas Road. I remember when I was young, we used to visit that nursing home from a school project that we had with White Hills Elementary. Mm -hmm. Those people were so happy to see people they didn't know. Right. You, I'm going to say this. Sometime when you go home, you can get more love out your dog than your children. That's true. Them people show you more love and don't even know you. Just happy that you, hey, how you doing? What's going on with you? This, this, this and that. Give them a cupcake or, you know, just share your time. You know, they show you love. Yeah. You can't get that out of no teenager now when you go home. Like, hey, man, how you doing? What's up, Dad? <laughs> Yeah. Lord knows don't have no camera installed in your house in the kitchen. If you see how many times your refrigerator open, you'll be mad. <laughs> you know? So, you know, let, let I, I feel like everybody should just get out the house more and go visit a nursing home or two. That's nice. You know? You came back here from Dallas. You planted your flag in Baton Rouge. You have three children, you told me. Uh, ranging in age from 21 to 8, I believe is correct. <sighs> Witnessing what goes on in Baton Rouge, and I, I ask this question of every guest that I have, would you want your children to stay in Baton Rouge? No. I have a 10-year-old stepdaughter. I forgot to mention her. That's my baby. Oh, stop. At her school, Westdale Middle, 
earlier part of the year when that guy brought a gun. A couple months ago, said it was bullying. Little guy killed himself, hung himself. Then just last week again, another gun at the school. That bothers me. Mm-hmm. It brings me back to when my partner Derek, he went to a Catholic school. He don't never want to tell me what school it was. He said, man, we had more suicides and attempted suicides and violent acts at a Catholic school more than a regular school. He says, mama took him out of there and sent him to Lehigh. It makes me wonder what is actually going on. Mm-hmm. Kids are supposed to be kids. I can never remember a time ever in my life as a child bringing a gun to school or wanting to hurt somebody or harm myself. You know, as a child, mm-hmm. a child, man, you, you want to be the greatest basketball player. You want to be the greatest football player. You just, you, you have so much love. How could you have hate? So what's going on at these schools nowadays? I know they hate to hear me say it. Man, that rap music don't make it no better. It's teaching violence. They idolize it. Mm-hmm. If you don't get you a body, you can't be a part of this clique. You know, getting a body is killing somebody. Look how somebody getting killed every other day. Yeah. I don't, I don't care for that. I thank God my barbershop never been robbed. Never, never, nothing, just nothing ever happened bad at my barbershop. And I thank God because he know who I am. And he know where I stand. You know, I'll help you before I harm you. Yes. And then if it's time to harm you, I'm still going to, mm, you know, let's rethink this. What you drank? Let me go buy you something. Let me, you know, just try to defuse the whole situation. And mm-hmm. and with that being said, it's no more diffusing. It's more fire being added now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to hurt people now. It's okay to be mad. I feel like when somebody got you mad, you lost. When you're going to resort to fighting, you lost. Yeah. I don't care if you you won the fight or you lost. You result to hurting somebody. Now you got to deal with some other stuff. You know, you're going to have to deal with court. You're going to have to deal with police. You're gonna, it's something going to happen that you're going to have to deal with. And in Baton Rouge, just, I'm just going to not say it's, it's all around the world, but just here, it's hard for you to raise your children, man. It's hard because you do more. You do more defensive talk. Like, you ever been to a karate class? I done watch karate. They mm-hmm. teach you defense first. Right. You more about defense, not like, I don't want you to walk to the store. Well, Daddy, we used to walk to the store, not today. I don't, yeah. don't want to take you to the state fair. Why, Dad? Because they shooting at the state fair yes, now. Yes, they are. You know, I don't know if I want to take you to that church. Man, they coming to the church, fighting in the church now. Like, man, what, where the respect went? Yeah. You know, where the love went. Well, first, let me ask you where the love went. I agree. No more praying for each other no more. Man, I remember we lived off them prayers. Yes. I don't know who was praying for me, but somebody was praying for me. Yes, sir. You know, I was telling one of my partners the other day, they was talking about going to Angola Rodeo. I'm not going there. He was like, why? Man, you on some superstition. I ain't on no superstition. I just don't want to go there to see no rodeo. They got a black rodeo go to the Dust <laughs> Alice Expo. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to buy no ass and crowd. Yeah. I can go to Home Depot and get a rocket chair. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to be, that's devilish. I don't want to be around it, you know? 
I believe in it. Like, oh, I just don't want to be around there. If I see trouble brewing, I'm leaving. Yeah. I don't care if I just put my fresh clothes on to come here. I can see a heated argument. It could be over a chicken wing. Man, I'm gone. I just don't want to go home. I understand. It happens too fast, and it always happens to the wrong people. Innocent bystanders. You know, I don't want to be that one. I don't, my children need me at the house. Yes, sir. You know, I don't want to be hurt for no reason. Or that. They need me. That's not gangster to me. Gangsters taking care of my children, paying their electric bill so they can use them lights another day. Gangster to me is paying their water bill so they can take a good bath. Got clean sheets on. That's gangster to me. Gangster ain't trying to prove how tough I am because I'm not tough. T told you. <laughs> I'm a teddy bear, man. I don't, I don't do none of that. I just want to raise my children to be happy, you know. But you have a powerful work ethic and you have your mindset towards your children and your future. I appreciate you taking the time to come and share yes, with sir, us real. today. Thank you so much. It's not going to be the first time you see me. All right. Look yes, forward sir, to it. All right, sir. Thank you, Rail. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. you for viewing. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again next time.